Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1923. The topic is Mindset and the title is How to Reach the Next Level of Success. I was messaging with one of my online clients in their journal and we were actually talking about this topic. They wanted to know, uh, they kind of went through a crazy period of life and they're kind of rededicating themselves towards their goals and they wanted to know what is the next thing they could work on. They were fired up, excited, and we've worked together for a while, so they know that I'm not going to tell them 7,000 things and not going to say, you know, oh, if you do this and this and this, it's going to make enormous major changes. They understand that success comes kind of one step at a time, and that was our discussion that I thought would be fun to share in today's podcast. I was sharing with them some things that I've been working on recently and things that just in general are good advice for improving whatever you're doing now to get you to the next level of success. Now, we were focusing on sleep, nutrition, and training as a way to help not only their physical health, their physical goals, but help to manage stress. Because we know if we sleep better, we eat better, and we exercise, that helps reduce stress. And that was one thing that they're really looking for. So we talked a little bit further than what I'm going to talk about in today's podcast, but I thought this would be a good enough idea (laughs) of what to work on and get the point across in a way that most people could relate to. So... The first thing that we had talked about was to solidify the foundation. And what we mean by that is with sleep, I would say a minimum you want to get to is six hours of sleep a night if you can. If you can't even get six hours of sleep a night, maybe some nights your your sleep is way worse, I would really urge you to analyze your schedule analyze priorities, see if you're, maybe you're just in a tough season of life and that is the way it has to be for you right now, but maybe there are some things you can do to change that. Um, We were talking about, in a sense of trying to create a foundation that would be something you build off when you're ready for the next level. And I may I say it that way in a sense to where if you're not even getting six hours of sleep a night on a regular basis, you're not ready for a next thing. That would be the thing. Uh, could you improve the quality of your sleep? I would analyze the hell out of that. I'd watch a ton of videos, read a ton of books, see what you could do to improve the quality of your sleep. If you can't sleep more, can you sleep better? And that is helps with a nightly routine to get better, get to sleep as early as you can, uh, room temperature, like putting like a light cover on your body to dampen skin sensitation, uh, sensitivity. There's a lot of things. There's a there's an enormous amount of things. I, I've looked into sleep a lot, so it was it's something that I find very interesting. We do have a podcast on sleep. We uh, it would be podcast number three hundred and seventy six. So it's a an older one that was back in uh, twenty nineteen. All the information would still be good. <laughs> so definitely go check that out. If you want to get to a podcast that old, you'll likely have to go to our website. We have a podcast player on the website underneath that player or descriptions on how to get to older podcasts, whether you're on a laptop or a mobile device. But podcast 376 is a good one because we talk about the details of improving sleep quality. 
Then in podcast 1149, we talk about creating a healthier sleep pattern. How do you get to sleep as early as possible so that way you can maximize the time you have? I also do have clients who have inconsistent sleeping schedules. We actually just talked about that in podcast 1883 on how to manage nutrition around inconsistent sleep schedules. But we would like to improve the quality of our sleep as much as we can. Six hours of sleep a night would be considered like the foundation, like a baseline. And then if we look at nutrition, we want to have a roundabout idea of where our calories need to be. We can find that on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. You can go to the free nutrition information page. And uh, on that page, let me make sure I'm actually saying that right. I say it so many times, I kind of like lose track whether I'm saying the name of that stuff correctly. Uh, It's free nutrition education. That was why it sounded weird. It's not free nutrition information, free nutrition education. You can go to that, and then the first link on on that page is create your own nutrition program. You can view that, print it, and it'll tell you how many calories you should be around. Uh, So what I typically have clients do is within a 400 calorie range. So if you find out that your your number should be around 2,000, then I would say play plus or minus 200. So 1,800 to 2,200. See if you can be within that range um, five out of seven days. That was one of the things we talked about also when we talked about solidify the foundation. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to be good enough to get forward momentum and forward progression. And what I talk about is getting over 70%. If you are consistent with the habit five out of seven days, that's 71 point something percent of your your week. That's actually pretty hard to do for a lot of people. To actually have five out of seven days where they, you know, got at least six hours of sleep, ate within their calorie window, ate enough protein. You can also find that in that Create Your Nutrition Program document. Uh, where they also, you know, brush their teeth, took their vitamins, uh, just normal things that you would think are like daily to-dos that help you be your best self. Five out of seven days is actually really hard for a lot of people. You're going to do a lot of things, seven out of seven, but there are going to be things that would, if put into place, seven out of seven, would help you to that next level of success, and you're going to find that those things are not seven out of seven. For example... You might hit your daily calories, but you miss breakfast every now and then, or you have to end up eating a whole bunch of food at the end of the day just to hit your numbers. Uh, And you'll find, okay, my body weight is being controlled, but I feel like crap. I look like crap. I'm kind of watery. Don't feel great in my workouts. I just don't feel and look as good as I thought I would if I've been tracking my nutrition and and protein this well. Well, if the timing is all off, that's going to be something that you would notice is the timing isn't 7 out of 7, therefore you're going to feel like something missing from that component missing. Then when you talk about training, if you can be physically active above normal everyday activities, 5 out of 7 days, that's going to be great. That's typically going to lead to you being a lot healthier and feeling better, uh, not only physically but mentally and emotionally. So that's something we want to do is set the foundation of being at least 5 out of 7 days. So... That was what we were talking about first was just get the foundation set. Like if you don't have good quality of sleep at least five out of seven days, that's the thing to focus on. If your calories are not within a 400 calorie range, five out of seven days, that's the thing to focus on. If you don't have at least 0.6 grams of protein per lean pound of body weight, that's the thing to focus on. We we have to focus on these foundational things. I have clients ask me all the time, 
you know, what is the best fat-burning supplement I could take? But their calories are not within a 400-calorie range and the correct number five out of seven days. They might eat 1,000 calories one day, 1,800 the next day, back down to 800 one day. Then they eat 2,200. Then they feel like crap and they feel bad about themselves. So they only eat 800 again the next day. And then they ask me a fat burner. I'm like, that's going to be a complete waste of your time, waste of your money, and it's going to do absolutely nothing. If anything, it's just going to cause you to have greater cravings and actually screw up your nutrition even more. (laughs) So the next thing that you would need to focus on in order to be successful, there is no next thing until your sleep is five out of seven, nutrition is five out of seven, and your activity or being physically active and moving around is five out of seven. Now, it doesn't mean you have to weight train or have a big one hour long workout five out of seven days a week, but a 10 minute walk, hell, a five minute walk, just getting up and moving, doing something a little physical, going out in the yard and pulling weeds, doing a little house project, Uh, go vacuum the house for the day. (laughs) Just something that is a little physically active above what you would normally do. We just want something that pushes you to have a little bit of a higher step count, a little bit more of a caloric burn, a little bit more activity, a little more blood flow, just something that gets you up and moving five out of seven days a week. If we can get those, like get the foundation of all of that, then we can really look into what are the next details in regards to what people think the next thing is when they think of what the next thing is. So for example, I'll have people ask me about ice baths. Uh, that's become somehow popular in social media again. Comes It comes up all the time. But like ice bath. So I'll have somebody ask me, you know, oh, should I be doing an ice bath uh, after my training? And I'm like, dude, you're not even hitting your protein. Like, what, what are you talking about? Go home and eat. <laughs> or drive to a supplement store and buy some protein powder. Don't take 20 minutes to do an ice bath when you're not even getting your protein in. Like, ugh. <laughs> I get it fired up because... I, like with what I've experienced over all these years, uh, so experience with clients, experience with my own process, all the formal education, certifications, and whatnot, nothing matters until you get these baseline things. Nothing will have a positive impact. That ice bath isn't going to do jack. It's going to do nothing. You're just going to be cold for 20 minutes for no possible benefit whatsoever if you don't have good sleep at least five out of seven days, good calories, good protein at least five out of seven days. If you're only training two times a week and you're worried about ice baths, no. Go for a 10-minute walk. Don't do a 10-minute ice bath. Like We want to think of the foundation first always. Always, always, always. Those are the things that matter way more. And if the foundation isn't in place, anything you try to add to it isn't going to work. So I have to build the basement and the first floor of a house before I have to worry about what I'm putting on the second or third floor, right? Like if you want to do an addition to your house, maybe you want to add a deck to the back of the house. Well, you have to have a house first. You can't just build a deck first. (laughs) So we got to build the foundation of things. We have to get those set in place. So one of the things I was telling him uh, was some of the things I've been struggling with. So for sleep, for example, um, I was having trouble. Meredith and I, in the last, well, I don't know, a while, <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, Meredith is my wife, by the way. Uh, we've just been kind of doing what we could to keep up with what we could. And we've both noticed that we ended up staying up later than we would typically like in order to have time to catch up on things and or time to ourselves. So we might be staying up 
till midnight or one in the morning just so we can get an extra 30 minutes on a project and then maybe sit and cuddle on the couch for 30 minutes which is typically her falling asleep i'll rub her feet for a little bit and then i fall asleep (laughs) so that's basically how how we were spending our evenings and we were both realizing wow this is uh, not the most productive way of using our time and what i found was by the time we would go to get into bed, do all the night things you got to do to get the house ready and whatever. We'd lay in bed and then I'd almost feel like a sense of being awake. And what was happening was is we were staying awake through my natural sleepy period. And then all of a sudden I was catching this kind of like second wind where I was like, oh crap, now I'm having trouble falling asleep even though I've been sleepy for the last three or four hours. <laughs> so that was frustrating. And we talked and in the new year, we had gone through some chaos of life and we were like, hey, why don't we, you know, new year, new schedule, you know, new year, new you, that kind of thing. Uh, so we were like, let's just start trying to go to bed a little earlier. We both found that we were getting sleepy, naturally sleepy around nine or 10. And we were like, why don't we just go to bed at nine or 10 and get up earlier and start our day with those little tasks and things that we had been trying to put off at night. Why don't we just start the day earlier rather than trying to drag out the day longer? Now, we had both done that in various times of our life. I used to get up in the morning and do things. Uh, back when I used to teach at the university, my first class I taught was 8 o'clock. So I liked getting up at 5.30, getting a workout in, and then going to class at 8. And that way I just kind of felt more awake and it was a much better day. I knew my workout was already addressed. So I had been doing that different times of my life. Meredith had done that different times of her life. We were just chaotic the last, you know, while. So we're now getting into routine where we're trying to be in bed and sleeping by 10. Uh, and then we're up at like 5, 6 in the morning. We get a couple hours to do things before the rest of the world wakes up and gets in the way, <laughs> which makes it very nice. So that was one thing that we noticed is we weren't maximizing our evenings. So instead, we went to bed earlier and we had our evenings in the morning. And I had way more energy in the morning. So did she. And we just feel more productive. We feel better that we're ahead of the day. So it lessens our anxiety and our stress and worry about what we're getting in or not getting in during the day. It's just a way better day experience by getting up a little bit earlier. Then one of the things I had struggled with uh, at various times in my life, and I know what this is, uh, but you know, you you have to relearn lessons at times. (laughs) So was if I can fall asleep, sometimes I'll wake up three or four hours later and then be wide awake for like an hour in the middle of the night. Then you're super sleepy the next day. It kind of messes up your productivity, the sense of like attack the day kind of feeling and you're just kind of surviving the day. (laughs) Then you're super tired. You fall asleep again, but then you're wide awake again. And for me, that's always related to caffeine. If I consume too much caffeine in the day, or I consume it too late in the day, I'll still fall asleep, but then I'll be wide awake in the middle of the night. So when I find myself getting behind in life, and we were staying up later, I would I would drink more caffeine throughout the day, or I'd have caffeine later in the day to try to survive that sleepy period late at night. And I found that I had to go back to reducing my caffeine intake and getting back to a better and healthier schedule. It was funny in the sense that I've had a healthier schedule of caffeine before and I was reminded of it again by listening to uh, an audiobook, A Happy Mind by Louis Forey and Kevin Horsley. 
that I was listening to them, uh, their book, and they were talking about like different steps you can do in life to kind of improve different areas of life. And they were talking about the science of caffeine and the timing of caffeine. I was like, dang, anyhow, I need to get back to doing that. That was a great reminder. So what my routine has adjusted to is I wake up in the morning and I don't have any caffeine for about two, maybe three hours. I had previously been having caffeine right away, but that was just kind of more so habitual. And when I wake up, I would definitely feel kind of groggy. It'd be hard to get out of bed. So you think, oh, if I just drink this caffeine, I can feel awake. And I realize this, it's kind of like, it's just habitual. You don't really need it. Once you get around like a high light source. So when I go in the bathroom, I like to turn the light up. Uh, not that I'm blinded, but I don't want it to be dim. I want it to be bright. And then when I go into my office at the house, I have the light bright. I want to get my eyes awake, get my skin awake, get my body feeling awake. Uh, just kind of move around. So I tend to pick standing or walking or movement tasks early in the morning. So I might stand and cook the food for the day rather than sit at the computer. Uh, if I get up and move, I have bright lights, I'm standing and I'm moving, I'll feel way more awake and I don't need the caffeine right away. And that's been super helpful for me because then I have caffeine about two or three hours after being awake. Then in another two hours, if I need some caffeine, I'll take it again. And then that's it. That's all I need. So it reduces my overall caffeine intake. It, it ensures that I don't take the caffeine too late in the day. So those have just been some adjustments that I've reminded myself of that have helped a lot sleep-wise. So looking at nutrition... What I recommend to clients all the time is exactly what I do, is I have two or three options per meal. So I know for breakfast, there's two or three things that work well for calories and protein. For lunch, here are two or three things. Dinner, here's two or three things. If I want some snacks around the house, here are some high protein snacks. And then I know, given those options, that that's the stuff I should buy every week in groceries. But what I do is I have a reminder on my phone on Fridays it's a reminder that pops up in my appointment kind of calendar, but then also an email that says, you know, check the food. <laughs> uh, and I'll look and see, okay, of all my options, what foods am I low in? Of all of Meredith's options, what foods is she low in? What do we need to get us a full week next week? And then I either order the food that day or over the weekend or we go to the store that weekend. And we'll just restock for the following week coming up. So each week I know exactly what I'm buying. Uh, I do use Instacart, so I'm, I'm fortunate enough to live in an area that has like a grocery shopping service for you. Uh, so I'll use that. And there's a buy, ag buy it again section, and that's literally just all the foods I buy all the time. <laughs> uh, so I like that section because I just go through and it's like, oh yeah, do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need this? And I just do an inventory every week. Uh, if you don't have that, that's totally you know reasonable. Just go to the grocery store, but have a you know your list prepared, whether that's digital or physical list, like a written down list. But no, like okay, if I'm using my two or three options, then I know these are the foods that I need to make those options happen. So at the end of each week, how many of each food do I have left? Do I have enough for the next week or not? Uh, then I buy what I need, and that's it. So it's just being intentional, planning that out, and having reminders. I have the reminders on my phone, so I remember to do it all the time. And then I schedule my meals each day. Uh, I have a general idea of when I'm going to be eating every day, but every day does change a little bit for me based on whether we have uh, doctor's appointments, life appointments, whether I have a different amount of phone calls that day or Zoom meetings. But I schedule my meals around my training and around work. And I'll know, okay, you know, I have 20 minutes to eat here. What is a 20-minute option? I have two-hour window here so I could actually cook some food and get some better 
uh, quality of food if there if I want to. Uh, so I know my options, I know my schedule, and I'm just intentional about my day and say, when am I going to eat today? I make sure I find the time to eat. Or if I know I'm super duper tight on time, what can I eat that fits within no time? <laughs> Protein shake, basically. Uh, some kind of pre-made thing you can just rip off a wrapper and shove in your face. Um, you know, I eat cheese sticks when I need to. I'll eat uh, a protein bar if I need to. I do protein shakes if I need to. Uh, anytime I need quick food, if there's like a, a super busy six, seven, eight hour block, a lot of appointments, you know, if we're driving somewhere, I know I can swing into a gas station, pick up a couple of cheese sticks, pick up a protein drink or something like that. Uh, just basically in at the beginning of each day, I'm intentional about figuring out when am I going to eat and then given the time of that meal and what I'll be doing around that meal, what are the foods that I should have for that meal? So it's just intentionality. You just have to intend to do it and then actually do it. You just have to be intentional with your day. So that's what I would do with nutrition. That's what I recommend to clients all the time. Training-wise, I schedule the first thing in the day. My training is the first thing I schedule before anything else. Now, a lot of my Zoom meetings and things like that for work, they're pre-scheduled. So I know that, okay, I know if it's Monday morning, I already know on Wednesday which meetings I have. Uh, maybe I get a couple new scheduled appointments you know, later in the week so the day looks a little bit different by the time I get there. But I have a pretty good idea of, of what each day is going to look like. And I try to time block my appointments in only certain sections of the day. So therefore, I have other sections that I know are, are more than likely to be open for training. Or if we have a doctor's appointment or a life event, something like that. But I plan my training every day. I literally wake up and I go, okay, when am I going to train? It looks like this is going to be the good time for that. Okay, so I want to eat before that. I want to eat after that. If I'm going to eat before that, do I have a long time span before that that I need to eat ahead of time? So if my training is going to happen at noon, I want to eat around 10, 30, 11, but I'm getting up at 6 in the morning, I probably want to eat before 10, 30, 11, so I might want to eat right away, so that way I have a couple hours for that meal to digest, and I can eat at 10, 30, 11. I don't want to put it off until 9, then realize, oh crap, I'm supposed to eat now, but I have to eat again in two hours, and then end up eating too large of a meal, then I kind of feel frumpy and blah for the day, and then I'm not super motivated and energetic for my workout. So I time everything out based on my workout. When am I going to train? I'm going to eat before and after, then when do I eat before and after that? So I kind of like span it out from that time. And that's the key is just trying to plan that. Now, I aim for, personally, I aim for four large workouts a week, and then I typically do some kind of movement, something on the other days. Maybe it's some ladder raises and calf raises, a 30-minute blast. Maybe I'll have time to do a whole nother hour uh, or a bigger workout. But I try at least four workouts per week. Uh, very rarely, though, do I miss a day. Uh, this is what I love to do, and it is my passion. So it's not like I'm super hardcore. It's just I will sacrifice other things to train <laughs> because I enjoy it. So I um I usually take about two or three days off a month. That's it, uh, if you know if that. <laughs> uh, but what helps me be consistent is that I schedule my day around my training as much as I possibly can control. And you'd be amazed at how much you can actually control when you want to. So try to control as much as you can about that. And then really, when we're looking at sleep, nutrition, and training. If anything gets in the way of those habits, I just kind of figure out, okay, why? You know, if I miss something, why did I miss it? Is it something that can happen again? Do I need to account for this, plan for it? Do I need to change my habits around this? Or is it an absolute, you know, fluke 
and that's very unlikely to happen again. Even if that's the case, I always analyze myself and say, well, what could I have done differently? If I had that day again, what could I do differently? Just because you never actually know, it might actually come up again. So I don't like to just say, oh, you know, that's just, you know, that's just the way it goes. And then all of a sudden I have so many of those days that I'm way behind my goals. And I'm still telling myself that, you know, months later, that's just the way it is, you know, bullshit. So the way it is is only once in a random while. Uh, often we can control a lot more than we think we can. And this approach has helped me to be better, uh, just be more successful in my personal health, but also my personal goals, my business goals, life goals. I have, it's amazing when you start to do better with sleep, nutrition, and training, how much that improves every other area of your life. Because you learn skills that are applicable in every other area of your life. You start to better prioritize what's important versus what's urgent. I also try to analyze, okay, of the 100% of stuff I do, there's a, uh, there's a principle in business that called the 80-20 rule where you get 80% of the results from 20% of the work you do. It's a concept. You don't have to like literally worry about percentages. The concept is, is there's often a small few things you do that get you the biggest outcome. What I always talk about in this podcast is that freaking 20% sleep, nutrition, and training. I know I harp on it all the time. I've somehow made 1,923 podcasts only talking about sleep, nutrition, and training. I very rarely talk about special supplements or special anything because those aren't the answers. 99.99999% of the time, anybody I work with, even professional athletes, Olympic athletes, elite level athletes, professionals, anybody, they're not even doing these things fully 100% correct. So I don't get into the special details of anything until we have sleep, nutrition, and training right. Once we have that right, they've already made progress from when they met me. And then we get into the fun stuff. I do get into the weeds. I do get into the fun stuff with clients. But I don't like to make the podcasts about that because people always go around the damn basics thinking that the special stuff is what matters. It's not. You know? I help, uh, like I have one powerful client, we were talking about pre-workout supplement, and I helped her put together a pre-workout supplement that's for the cost of what you would typically buy for a, like maybe three months, you can get a whole year's worth of a pre-workout if you make it yourself with certain compounds. Uh, there's a company called NutriCost that sells stuff very cheap but good quality, and you can just make your, make your own freaking pre-workout, and it's super cheap. But we don't get into that until we were hitting our calories right, until we were hitting our protein. She always trains, so that was no worries there. But sleep as much as she could. She was always doing pretty good with that. But we didn't talk about the specialty supplement stuff until we started getting the nutrition right and feeling like our foundation was set. you got to set the foundation before the nuancey stuff uh, ever matters. But this is something I find is when I search for the foundation and try to get that stuff correct, everything improves. It, it's because I have to be more intentional with my efforts, which actually then allows me to be more present with each thing that I do, which increases the quality of that experience and the outcome. So to be more successful, we don't need to make like leaps and bounds. We don't need these large-scale, life-altering moments. You don't need a Rocky montage, you know, movie montage in order to become successful. We just need to do one freaking thing better. 
what's one thing you could do better? And then try to perfect it and get it to at least 70%, so at least five out of seven days consistent for a month. Can you do it five out of seven days for four weeks in a row? Then you just pick a next one thing. That's it. That's how you become successful. It's literally that boring is of everything I'm doing now, what is one thing I could do a little better or one thing I could add? Let me try to make that consistent five out of seven days for four weeks in a row. Then once I do, pick a next one thing. Then I just repeat that and repeat that and repeat that. And then all of a sudden you're doing 12 new things in a year and you're way ahead of where you were at the beginning of the year. You might ask, can I... Can I ever take some time off? Can I ever take a moment to relax? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, a lot of times around holidays, we just try to maintain our habits during holidays. You might have some rough, crazy seasons of life, so you just try to maintain. Maybe you're not going to try to get ahead. You're just going to try to hold on to what you have. That's understandable. But we reanalyze every four weeks. Where am I at? How am I feeling? Is it time for me to add something new yet? It's being intentional. That's, That's the key. Is what's one thing you can improve And I would encourage you to look at your sleeping, nutrition, and training first. If you know that there's one thing you can do, try to do it and be consistent with it five out of seven days a week for the next four weeks. If you don't know what to do, read a book, watch a video, ask an expert. Seek it out. Go find one thing. Don't just say, I don't know what else I could do. Well, go know. Like, go learn it. Go figure it out. Why the hell... Would you ever say, well, I don't know what I could do next, and then just sit on your ass and do nothing? That is absolutely ridiculous. If you don't know what to do, go talk to somebody, watch a video, read a book, go find something new. If you don't know what to do, that's what you can do. Go find something to do. Seek it out. Success happens by intent. Not repeating mediocre, half-ass efforts and then waiting and hoping for something to happen. Bullshit. Success happens by intent. You have to be intentional with what you do. Find one thing to work on and work on it. Become consistent with it. Then find the next one thing. Be intentional about being better every day. So how to reach the next level of success. Decide one thing that you could do better in sleep, nutrition, and training. Figure it out, how to get it consistent, five out of seven days a week, do it for four weeks. Then, pick a next one thing. And repeat. That is how you become successful. If you need anything, let me know. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.